Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I am Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check out our website at arcadiacognorati.com or by following us on Facebook at HBPRA. Please help support the show by checking out our Patreon site where for just a few dollars you can have access to all kinds of episode extras, videos, and short tutorials that are updated weekly. Just click the link in the episode details that says support the show and we'll take you directly to that site. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. On today's episode, Greg and I are talking about the case of a TSA agent who was recently sentenced on felony charges of using fraud or deceit to falsely imprison a woman at LAX airport. We talk about a number of topics in the episode, including the tribal necessity to fit in and how we have a psychological need to believe others. We also explain how these behaviors will happen incrementally over time, and we remind all of you that the behavior you walk past is the behavior you are willing to accept. Please don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find the links in the episode details. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends about it. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Getting set up here, Greg. Let me know when it says that it is going live. It should be going live right now. That means we are recording. So welcome, everyone. Um, We are streaming live again to Facebook. So those just listening to the audio version, uh, you'll find a link in the episode details. You can follow me on there, and it will pop up from time to time when we go live. So today's topic is we're going to be, well, calling it, I want to believe you. And this comes from shout out to uh, Sean Clemens, uh, advisory board member and, uh, and consigliere to, to, uh, to Greg. Who, who Brian, I think uh, uh, we'll post Sean's address at the end of the episode. <laughs> so you guys can stop by and see him. I think Brian, that he likes being referred to as Clem. Uh, okay. uh, which apparently is okay. short for Clemmidia or I, I'm something. Not sure. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. But anyway, That's your today's, thanks. today's That's your thanks for being a board member. Today's topic is we're this story that actually just came out, uh, ended January here, um, yeah. about a former TSA agent. Well, it occurred when he was a TSA agent, basically got, uh, he entered, a, a, I think a plea of no contest, but got charged of some felony counts. And 60 days in jail, 52 classes, and a couple of years probation for um, what he did was he pulled a woman out of line, basically tricked her into showing him uh, his breasts and basically almost close to sexual battery, I think. But I, that wasn't one of the charges. But what I'm saying is basically what happened is he pulled her out of line, said, hey, I can, uh, I need to do a secondary search. Hey, we can go somewhere private. Now, all of a sudden, they're in an elevator going to this private screening room and say, hey, you know what? You can just show me in here. I had her show him his her breasts and also basically opened up her kind of pants like around her waistline to look down in there and then he basically said oh okay hey you know you're free to go center on her way hey, oh by the way you know you got a you got a got a nice body or uh, you got a great you know you know whatever he said i get the actual term or i didn't find the actual quote of what it was but and then compliment gave her some some compliment and sent her on her way so the idea is okay how the hell does this 
happen, right? How do I go from I'm standing in line, uh, just like everyone has to do, going through security at an airport. It was at LAX, so it's a huge pain in the ass. It's a massive airport. It's super busy. You know, how do I get pulled in? Because this person, one, it was an actual TSA agent. So how do they? How does it get to the point where I'm now showing a female is showing this male TSA agent her breasts in an elevator in an in an airport? Like so one right off the bat it sounds insane right you sent me the article and said hey this is what happened i went wait what like this happened at lax and then you know how does it get to that point so so this is there's there's a lot we're going to get into talk about but those are the basic details of the case because there's not even a whole lot you sent me one article i tried finding out you know just do normal digging on what else i could find out about the case there wasn't a whole lot to actually come if the folks at home want to want to know really sean and i uh, go back and forth just berating each other over anything that has to do with uh, the law, because we're both constitutional law experts, and we love that. And then Brian uh, 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 and I, we share a bunch of content on human behavior. So there's probably a, an, an hour and a half of just exchanged feverish emails on hundreds of potential articles, because we want to talk about stuff that's of interest to our our fan base. You know, uh, yeah. Japan, uh, uh, Konnichiwa, Ikaga Deska. <laughs> we know we love the Japanese. Uh, North Macedonia. Sorry, I don't speak Greek yet, but I shall uh, learn. <laughs> uh, but but Brian, the the first thing is one. This is a great article because we don't we don't need the whole thing to talk about how does this happen, and that's a great question. Second thing is let's let's street it up for legal. One, uh, if somebody touches another person and it's against their will, that is in fact an assault. It's an assault, and if there's you know some kind of other things that are required by the law, it's a battery. Uh, but this is indeed a sexual assault because the intent behind the person was sexual demonstrated by, Hey, I have to check your breast. Hey, I need to open your pants and make sure you're not concealing something down by your, uh, your genitalia. Uh, the idea is that the intent demonstrated the crime. They may have plea bargained down to this, but the guy did some time, but listen to me, you're never an active participant when you're being molested. And this was a case of molestation. He chose, he targeted somebody out of the line and brought him out. He was unscrupulous. unscrupulous. He didn't choose uh, uh, just anyone. I would say, Brian, and, and I think you'd agree with me, that he specifically chose what we would call a soft target and then exploited his uh, his power, his okay. uniform, you know, his position. So- to get what he wanted. So yeah, I would I would agree and we'll we'll, we'll get into, you know, how that came about here, but first I kind of want to jump in and how that works with from yeah. from from the female's perspective, from the victim's perspective of standing in line. Like how does this, you know, I mean at, at what point do, does it take someone to realize like hey, this seems odd. No, that's a something- good and I want to start there because because there's a lot too cuz you go, well that would never happen to me or I wouldn't let that someone do that and you're going, well Look, you're wrong. This, this you're, isn't just someone walks wrong. in and grabs you and says, "You're coming with me. Show me your breasts." Like, no, that this is incremental, right? So, yep. so, so, kind of explain how how that occurs. Meaning, I'm standing in line, and, and how do how do I get into that situation in the first place, where I'm in that so elevator do, and this is happening? So, let's go back, and that's the perfect question, Brian. Let's go back to human hardwiring 101. You were put on this planet, and you're. Uh, uh, drive is to thrive in a group, not to be a solo player. Uh, there is no lone wolf McQuaid gene. Yeah. So then in that tribe, facial recognition is huge. Tribe size is very important because you can't sustain too small a tribe with breeding, inbreeding, hunting, fishing, gathering. Hey, you got to keep an eye on the cave while I'm out. And you can't sustain too big a tribe. Right. Those tribes have to have different tiers and architecture yeah. to grow and it, assist it other tribes. Way, yeah. And that turns into war and fights and all this other shit. But 
if you take a look at it, Brian, you want to believe. I need to want to believe you so we can cooperate and get the field uh, uh, stripped of corn and put it into the silage before winter shows up. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I think so that was a me. famous uh, FBI agent, Fox Mulder, who said that. Okay, People there you go. People want to believe, right? On the X-Files, right? People want to believe. He must have tuned into your face, uh, uh, face man account. So the idea, <laughs> though, if you think about it, all of the things that we do, we want to cooperate. And if you're part of the tribe and we have the recognition signal, the eyebrow flash, the salute, you know, that's where that turned into, hey, I'm not armed. Okay. Everybody wants to work together to get something done. The opposite side of that came same coin, Brian, is survival. Your survival instinct, the hair in the back of your head, the butterflies in your stomach, you're meeting a person and why is he clandestine? Why is he standing off in the shadows? Okay. That triggered to make you sound the alarm and everybody run back to the cave. So, and, and, and I know I'm being Flintstonian in my, my demonstration, but the idea is she's in line. She needs to be somewhere. She's already under a significant amount of anxiety. All of a sudden a person in a uniform, in a place where that uniform means something comes up and that person gives a fraudulent wrap, but it's a wrap nonetheless. Yeah, and did, the wrap it, is simple. It's not, okay. you need to undress here. Yeah, 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 I need but, to take photos yeah. of your so, breasts, so, right? But before before you keep going on this, yeah. I, I like where this is going, is, is that at that point, yeah, like you just do. said, the, the sto- well, the story doesn't, they, they, the like you said, he had to come up with, hey, this is why I need to pull you out of line. But at yep. that point, given the context of the situation that she's in, everything you just described, well, he doesn't need much. Right, nope. right. He already has the authority to do Plausibility. that. Like, well, that's what I'm saying is that for, in her, like, it's not like this came out of the blue where she was walking out of the grocery store yep. and it happened, right? Given the context of the situation, what he was saying made sense and he had the authority to do so. And that's part of yep. his job. So it, this wasn't something out of the ordinary. She was probably thinking, ah, son of a, you know, I no, no, and what would street, something right? out of the ordinary look like? <clears throat> so, so just to understand how baselines lead into anomalies and then you have to decide. So if I come up and I slap her ass while she's in the middle of the line, or his because right. I, I can go either way. And I look and I go, damn, gee, those are some tight jeans. That, first of all, that yeah. is un, un, unwarranted. It's uh, uh, not nice to do, especially in that type of thing. And it's illegal for them to do that. Right. But that so would be so out of context. Yeah, yeah. That would be, yeah, that would egregious. be egregious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, so the idea, Brian, is that now she feels pressured. God, I, I don't want to miss that flight. Yep. I know I'm not carrying anything. I would speculate and follow me on this one. I would speculate this ain't this first guy's this guy's first rodeo. A uh, guy or girl pulling somebody out, that's a predator. And yeah. that predator has done it a couple of times and their coworkers goes, you know, here Nick goes again. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I think there was that kind of activity. So I would hope not. I would hope there's a larger investigation. But now I've got you off to the side. And Brian, I give you the choice. You still feel like you're choosing. I go, hey, I don't want to do this, but we got to go upstairs. There's a female that's going to search you. Hey, here's the elevator. Now we're on the elevator and girl from Ipanema is playing in the background. And yeah. I'm looking at my watch and I go, you know, we could solve it right now. All I need to do is see that there's nothing under your bra and see that there's nothing in your pants. Go. And now the clock is ticking. Do you see what I'm saying? Even a sane, sober, rational human being would look at it and go, fuck, and then lift their shirt. So we're not faulting the victim here, and you should never victim blame. We no, are no, saying no, that, that this guy's smarter we're doing than the, the opposite, average actually. Yes. One, one, we're doing the yes. opposite of showing how easy it is to fall into this stuff, especially given the context of what we're talking about. And like you said, so let's go right into there, because that was my first thought, too, 
was this ain't his first rodeo. I was like, yep. you, you don't, you don't start with, I'm going to pull someone on a line and go do this. It, it has to start somewhere else first. So maybe that was with a comment to a passenger or something, or, or, Hey, being able to pull someone on a line just cause they, they wanted to get close to them or like, Oh yep. damn, she's cute. Uh, Hey, come on over here. Right. And then it, and then it continues to escalate, but it, but yep. it always starts somewhere. Cause he was a young guy too. I think it said he was only like in his early twenties or something like that. Yep. Uh, the, the perpetrator in this case. And so that was my, that was my initial read was like, okay, well, you don't, you don't start there. So what, what does that start with? And how does that ask? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where does right. it start? And I think because- a better question, no, you're, you're right on to something crucial here, Brian. I think a better question is if you're at home listening to this, what a sad life you must have, but thank you. Well, not as sad as ours. Too. But yeah, so. not as sad as ours. <laughs> so feel better about yourself. But listen, that's why we're here. Right? <laughs> that's why we're here. I beat us up. We're like a pegboard, stick something in us. But the idea is when we're taking a look at this situation, uh, I want you to imagine for a second that we create situations like this. If we're HR, if we're a boss, if we're a supervisor or we're administrator, and we don't jump on the little things, the thing you walk by, the situation you walk by is the behavior and attitude that you accept and that you can't do, Brian. So if you're there and you find out that somebody, male, female, uh, transgender, does not matter in this context. It's the intent. Somebody goes, hey, you're looking good today. Or have, have a safe flight. Hey, you're cute. Yeah, I am. Hey, you want to see more? Okay, that doesn't happen in the workplace. That can happen in a bar. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Under some rare it's occasions, con- that can context. happen in a funeral or in church. But that's not <laughs> a workplace. <laughs> that's all I meant, Shelly. But yeah. the idea is if you're going <laughs> about that in the workplace, yeah, you might be a predator. And the idea is you're, you're, if your intent is to do something with your position, that's illegal. Do you see right. what I'm saying? If you're a, if you're a teacher and, and you use that position to put a, a student in a situation where they think they have to say yes to something and that perhaps will turn sexual, that's illegal. Even talking about it's illegal. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the preparation to commit a misdemeanor is a felony if, you're, if you have the intent. Yeah, and, well, and it's it, wrong, folks. Right. And and you always say, like, like you said, the little things, you know, the things you walk past are things you're willing to accept, but we all make it's like we make those concessions sometimes in our interpersonal relationships and how that works. Like, all right, like I don't want to go make, you know, the little one clean up her room right now. It's fine. Yep. It's Saturday, whatever. But it's what it's again, it's once you start that now, You've now you created a standard. A, I created a standard or a precedent. A precedent. Yeah, yeah, Brian. And, and, and that's, that's, uh, <clears throat> that, that's, that's exactly, you know, actually, uh, Prev is following along and he just commented too. He, he said it as we were talking about, you know, once, once you accept behavior below the standard, you establish a new standard. Like that's now you, the standard. You did. You and, gave away all of the things that are in print, all of those wonderful platitudes hanging on the wall. Yeah. And you said, but in reality, but, this is but, how we roll. But here's the thing. So what in these instances, cause you're talking about one, this guy's in a position of authority, right? He, which, which is why these things become so much more egregious. It's not a fellow, some other passenger standing in line saying like, yes. Oh, you know what I mean? It, it's, this is what their job is. So they have, they're in a position of trust, you know, in, in that, in that situation in society, I should say, right. They have that position of trust. They've been put in place of this, in charge of this authority to do this. So now what does that look like in terms of how does it, start right because this gets into and this gets into a number of topics that people like to ask us questions about hey yeah. how do i know if my kid is the one is going to commit suicide or shoot up the school yeah. how do i know Prevent if my friend is yeah. doing this what's the difference between someone just saying something inappropriate and always saying something inappropriate and that's inappropriate social claim or guy 
compared to this guy? Because because I would say it started just like you talked about with those comments of him interacting with passengers when he first started. Oh, and hey, now now he's realizing, oh yeah, I do have this authority. And hey, come on over here. And people listen. Like meaning it, at some point he he. The, the, all those steps were taken to get him to yep. a point where he has a woman in the elevator, right? Take, making her take her clothes off. I mean, so can you imagine how scared she was? Brian, Brian, you know, my, my mom died recently. And the biggest thing that bothered me was I didn't want my mom to be afraid. Yeah. Okay. Now here <clears throat> you've got a, a, a female that is on this elevator with just this guy and he's playing it cool. He's Rico Suave. But when it comes right down to it, he's committing a sexual assault. He's yes. a predator. Yeah. 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 And, and he's going to continue. Trust me. Yes. All the help that they're going to give him if they don't uh, uh, make sure that he understands completely that this behavior should never be accepted. I feel for the female because she had been predated and she'll never forget. No amount of court time, no amount of, of fines are going to cover up for what she did. And then somebody somewhere is going to say, how stupid do you got to be to do this? Well, let me show you how stupid you got to be to do something like this. You're a kid and kids do kid things because kids think with a kid's brain and, and look at the Bible about being a kid and then growing up. And so I get one more kid in my car and I turn on the rock music. You've exponentially increase the likelihood of those kids getting into a wreck, doing something stupid, smoking a J, drinking and going yeah. out and, and, and screwing. And you're saying, no way, look it up. I, I don't say things that aren't scientific. Now we're four kids in a car from the same school and we're mm -hmm. driving around and somebody goes, you know, that's Tommy's house over there. We got the music jamming. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Hey, Tommy's got the best CD player. I don't even know if they make them anymore. No, uh, and but... he always leaves his cars unlocked, you know? So one of the kids gets out of the back and they're getting them or to steal a street sign or to grab something from the railroad crossing, you know, make it to your city and they grab it and everybody's cheering them on and they're running and they get in the car. Mm -hmm. Okay. Young copper sees something. He don't know what he's seeing, but he sees a flurry of activity. Kids in the car, he turns around, turns on the red and blues. Now you got them wigwags going. All of a sudden, electrochemical neurotransmitters are in that car. Go, go, go. We can't stop. The cop is looking, dispatch. I'm not sure what I got, but I got these kids fleeing from the thing. Woo, woo, woo. Adrenal cortex is pumping up right up front. Kids roll the car. All five of the kids die. Cop has to live with it. Society has to live with it. Parents are going, we want to sue. We want something back from it. That's what happened in that line at the TSA. It was a slow motion train wreck. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And other people in the line should have called out and said, wait a minute, right? Do you have well, the right to resist a lawful arrest? You absolutely have the well, right. It's a constitutional right. It's called redress, but you can't do it in the moment. It's illegal to do it in a moment. You can't fight a cop. So what should you have done if you were in line? I would have said, hey, hold on a minute. This doesn't sound right. You, you get what I'm trying to say? The community should have come to her aid, Brian. I really feel that. Well, but yeah, but I, I don't think anyone in that line thought anything of it. And that, that's what I'm getting at is that, I mean, yes. it's, that's you, you spotting that in the moment. So what is it? Because you, you started to touch on it and I, yeah. I want you to go in that like about him being a predator. So yeah. let's take it from his perspective. How did he end up on her? on this specific female, you, okay. you get what I'm saying? Like how Poor did that words, but I, I, I no, totally you get what I'm saying? Like, so how, how did, did he pick... zoom in on her? Okay. Yeah. How did so, he pick her out of that crowd? Okay. So first thing, uh, bombastic people that are having fun with the people around them in line and are going to a destination like Cabo and woohoo, it's almost our honeymoon and that kind of, listen, that right away says victim because I've got low essay. Uh, uh, I'm not, uh, being protective of, of myself or my name or my bag. Uh, somebody that's got 
their bag tag uh, written in big bold letters and duct tape around their 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 uh, handle. They don't travel very often, Brian, and they're sitting there to themselves and they're reading while they're standing in line, just waiting for this to be over because they've got high anxiety. These are people that are screaming. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Hey, listen, I want to be victimized. Uh, I'm sitting there and I'm checking and I'm listening to every alert that's going on. Uh, uh, you get what I'm saying? I keep checking and rechecking my tickets. I'm a little unsure. And you come over and you see that. And the first thing that you say is, hey, first time traveler. He probably said that to 60 people before the one victim goes, yeah, and yeah. I, I got to tell you, it's bothering me. Boom. Brian, door opens. Door number one. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Then right. I have to see how far I can push that. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And and it'll be simple things. It'll be like, hey, you're not carrying anything. You don't have to. No, no, I would never do that. I'm not that. Well, you know, part of my job is I, I've got to check. Oh, I feared this. Well, it, it, listen, it's painless. It's only going to take a couple of minutes. So you've got to understand that the uh, false empathy that goes along yeah. with giving that uh, person the feeling that I'm in your corner, I'm on your side. Listen, that's how, that's how the uncle molests the kid. You get what I'm well, and, to and right that, up front that, with that, what you're saying too, that goes into exactly the kind of the, the, the kids example, but from the other side of the coin about boundaries, right? First yes. I learned my boundaries, then I test my boundaries, then I push my boundaries. So that's yes. what him first, he had to learn his boundaries on what some people would respond or not, or, or how people would react to him asking questions. Then it started, okay, well, let's yep. start testing here. Then it goes to the night. Like you said, all right, I got through that door. How many more doors can I get? Can I, can I get through? And, yep. and I think yep. that's the, those incremental, uh, those, those it happens incrementally like that. And if you, so you have person, to, you, yeah. you're so right, Brian, you have to be on the lookout for not the big elephant in the room, but for the small, subtle changes over time. So for example, um, I, I say, Oh, that's a black thing. eh? And, and all of a sudden there's nervous laughter and everybody feels really bad. And then I go, Oh no, no, you know, I was kidding with the state of the union right now and all the things. And then I pick somebody else. Okay. Then I say uh, something like, damn, that ass looks good in them jeans. And then all of a sudden I see that it's completely uncomfortable. And I go, I'm kidding. How many times have you probably heard that from some jerk coming in? Do you see? I have to be yeah, the master manipulator of the environment because those are the rocks in the pond, Brian. Right. They're I, throwing them out there. And guess what? If you have the resolve and you, uh, you say, hey, warning number one, that type of talk has no place in the workplace. You'll shut them down and you'll identify them right away. If you don't, you risk uh, uh, losing the integrity of all of those great plans that you have in place to avoid violence or sexual uh, encounters or, uh, you know, here, verbal assault. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I, I want to kind of just explain it like you did from his perspective or from the perpetrator, the predator's perspective, because that's how simple it is for them to go through. Right. And they have time, especially in this case, like that's all this guy does. He sits there all day and deals with people and watches yep. people online. So he's naturally becoming good at reading that crowd for what he wants to find for what he's looking for right someone that will allow him access even though he you know already he he has more access than anyone else does right and those then you he, you automatically get with access, you, well yeah you already you, he was already granted access with his position and his authority and and just what what your public perception is okay well that's a that's some law enforcement officer. I don't know. They're in charge here. Uh, I have to do what they tell me. Right. Yep. So, so that's a good one. And you brought up something as something, you know, as simple as like, you know, you, you said, Hey, someone should have said something more people in line, but like, you know, you just described like how many people actually even saw her getting pulled out of line. And then if so, would even have thought anything of it or even heard him. Right. So the idea is if in those situations, it, it is simple to like, to, to kind of, 
observe that and in the context go, hey, what's what's really going on here? Because normally they don't take people out of line until they're all the way up over there. Or, you know, because I've seen it before where people are getting pulled out of line, but those people were clear they were that that was a that you was a warrant yay. situation. <laughs> that was yeah. a warrant situation where but, where you had the people listen. walk up and I looked around and there was security everywhere and ever I was like, oh there's an operation going on right now and they're yep. pulling that guy out before he gets on an airplane. I see what's going on here. You've so, traveled with me enough that you know that if somebody's doing something wrong, I'm gonna speak up. And I'll speak up to the point where we lose our place in line or our flight because I'm for everybody and I know the constitution, I know the rules and I know the laws. So what you're gonna look for, Brian, too, is the narcissistic personality disorder, a, a, a person that has this, I uh, apologize for the dry mouth here. The, the person has this uh, feeling that their position, their stature uh, in certain times, like when you deal with cops, they call it being badge heavy. When you deal with certain people, there's power struggles that are going on. And then you got the gas lighter and not, not the thing that you do in the uh, quiet of your own room after a, a, a great uh, Mexican dinner with a lighter, uh, the gas lighter, not the blue flamer, where somebody says, hey, listen, I'm an expert in something because like, Brian, we're, we're in line. TSA guy comes up and looks at you and goes, hey, do you know anything about, uh, you know, uh, title 32, section 47? And you go, no, Marin, everybody would go, go on. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. And then the gaslighter is going to tell you, well, that says you got to take those things off when you talk to me. Okay. No, it doesn't. What it is, is <laughs> yeah. your, your ego is being challenged right now. And so you want to exert your narcissistic personality disorder by ordering me to take, you know, my, my thing off in front of this group because you feel good. Well, Brian, what happens when you do that right or wrong, legal or illegal? What happens when you do that? The electrochemical neurotransmitters in your brain do what? They go beep, 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 beep. Oh, I like that. I like that feeling. Yeah. So the next guy in line, big guy, hey, big man, need to take your hand out of your pocket. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. it grows. And, and I've jumped like three evolutionary it, it, scales yes. there. But do you get how that works? No, it it is. And I mean, you're, you're get, getting into the whole um narcissistic personality disorder you can see that in a lot of places that's that's yes. you would yeah those are the i don't know well it's either can be can be good thing or a bad thing I meaning sometimes it's awful sometimes it's easy to man manipulate those people because you just you just make them think that everything is their idea and they're the greatest exactly. in the world but i in I the workplace wanna, right i don't right. want to i don't want to get i don't want to get into that um so one of the things with this is in general you know like we when we discussed this it was like you, you know you said clear way to, to explain it is this is you know fraud right and, yes. and fraud can be incremental right no not getting to the crime that he committed and how he's charged i'm thinking like this is a, a a form of fraud and how that can be incremental over time and how we're less likely to notice that given this specific situation and you even tied it back to uh survival and the tribal mentality right so yes. and and that's I, I think that's a great one for this one specifically also because of the context of the situation of it being in an airport, right? So now we're out interacting with society and there are certain rules and regulations that we must follow for security protocols that are in place for um, um, just protocols with checking into a flight and getting your bag checked. Like there's a lot of procedural things going on there. Right. And so when we go through those procedural steps, given that tribal mentality, right, I want to be a good tribe member. I want to be there and do what I'm supposed to do. Are you good? You can still hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so some kind of background noise on my side. Sorry, folks. So, uh, so it, it, those things all kind of play into play into it. And you brought that up in terms of like, Hey, when you get into those, you know, there, there's like some great books written about it. One is like the madness of crowds and how people change yeah, yeah. crowd great, behavior, great but, but, but like 
when you get in there, oftentimes someone who normally in their own environment would be more than willing to say something or stand up or, or, or have an opinion or know or look out like sometimes like when you get into that crowd, it's, it's, you're a lot less likely because what does everyone do in those dynamics? They start looking around when one person starts running, what does everyone else start doing? They start running, right? But you look around and you feed off that environment so much. And since it is, like I said, such a controlled environment and, and one side is sterile and one side is unsterile and you have to go through that process, right? It makes it even like, it, it makes it, I'm saying it makes it even more difficult. No, you're you exactly right. That? So listen, uh, when you understand fraud, especially humans trying to, to, to get over on another human being, they are masters of time manipulation. And I'll give you an example. The TSA agent knew that he had the luxury of saying, Hey, listen, I don't want you to miss your flight. Oh my God. That's a veiled threat, Brian. Do you understand what I'm trying to yeah. say? I mean, if I start there, so let's uh, turn it there. There's this uh, scam that's going around where they call uh, older people grandparents and they say, hey, listen, your grandson has been arrested and they don't want to tell their parents. So uh, uh, the easy thing is, uh, you know, $150 bond. Uh, uh, you can do it right now. Is there a Wells Fargo near you? Do you have a thing? Could you drive over there right now? Okay, now, uh, do you have your grandson's full name? Yes, it's Tommy. Oh, shit. Here we go. Do you get what I'm saying? And you're going, okay, so what did they do? They preyed upon a person that's likely to believe it, that doesn't understand how all of this great stuff in social media works like me. Uh, then the other thing is, Brian, what did they institute? The gift of time and distance. They said the time is going click, 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 click. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? So now if I play that, uh, who else sales that? tactic. Yeah. Who else does that? I, I come up and I go, Hey, we only got three left around the lot. You go, yep. I fall for that all the time. When yeah. I go on the flights and they go, uh, there's only two tickets left at this price. Yeah. You know, I always yeah, you're the one like, Brian, there's only two tickets left. I'm like, no, I'm the up. guy. Exactly. I get scammed all the time and I know about it. So if, if people just like you are really smart and they get scammed by it, can you imagine your grandma or your grandfather? And so remember, uh, uh, fraudulent people have no scruples, but they don't start horribly fraudulent. It starts with the simple thing at work, Brian. You're at work. You take uh, uh, a couple of items out. You got a highlighter and a couple of pens and a, and a yellow pad. You get what I'm trying to say? Then all of a sudden they're in your car and they're on the way home. And you didn't think anything of it because you didn't intentionally do it. But then all of a sudden you see them laying there and they go, I bet they wouldn't miss that gosh damn stapler. Next thing you know, you got the free stapler. You know what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden the, the work thing is like, hey, I give those assholes, uh, you know, eight extra hours a week. No, it's wait a minute. Gonna, you don't have the right to negotiate that. Yeah, Do you exactly. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's how this happens. And when you see it, you have to call it out. Uh, for example, Brian, you know that, that there's uh, 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 people that get off on making traffic stops that aren't cops. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So or just that, buying again, the cars it, that are former police cruisers. Yes. Yeah. Go, yeah, on. go but, ahead. But listen, Sorry. Those, lot, ones, no, those no, guys piss me point. off. So, so go on go with ahead. that. So, so a lot of those people buy former police cars, mm -hmm. but there's thousands of people, probably tens of thousands that do that, that never illegally pull somebody over. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, just because they know, like, going... hey, I can get this Crown Vic. It's got 150,000 miles yep. on it, and it's beat to hell, but it, it was made to run forever, and, pursuit, and I, can, I can use it, and I can get it for cheap, and this is what I need. Like, I, I That's understandable. There's plenty of people yep. do that. Like, dude, this was the best thing I could afford. <laughs> no you, issue with that. You know a guy at yeah. Benning that, that I did when we were going through that T3 that bought one of those cars, and he goes, I live a long way out of town, and, yeah. and I got to drive this thing. Get, and he goes, yeah. I've never been pulled over by a cop. Do you remember that yes, one? Yes, uh, yes. Okay, so for that second of urban masking uh, that you get, 
many times the people will just have a regular car and many times it's their car registered in their own name. Doesn't even look like a police car. And all they did is invest in the, the teardrop, you know, Kojak, they used to call it bubble. Uh, they pull you over and they come up and they go, Hey, you know how fast you're going? Well, here's the thing I do. They want to exert that will. Again, it's a narcissistic personality disorder. They want to exert that will. Uh, uh, sometimes they'll just be in plain clothes. They'll flash a fake tin. Other times, Brian, they don't. Many, many times they walk up on the car and guess what happens? And I send you those articles all the time. The yep. guy in the car is a copper and he goes, he Hey, you, you know, you uh, one of these? <laughs> exactly. I, I, look, take a look real close at this, you know, Yahtzee. Uh, uh, but, but those people are failed to thrive. The chuds that have to get off on putting you in a position. Uh, TSA guy was one genetic splice away from that uh, fake traffic stop. Oh, well, yeah, I know he Both was that guy. Both I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's the, the, a guy, but it's a different frame. And it's a different companion universe to that guy. Yeah, well, well that's, yeah, the, the the fake cop thing is the worst. Yep. Or, or just the, I'm going to buy an old, you know, Crown Vic and keep the windows tinted and get the lights on the front, like, uh, you know, the, the police type lights and a push bar on there. And then I'm just going to drive like an ass and everyone's going to change the dynamic around me. Yeah. The, those are, uh, you know, that just cause people are thinking I'm going to try and pass myself off as something I'm not, yep. I, I, I yep. you, know, you see that stuff and it just, that just annoys me. But, but th this is kind of, like you said, a form of that, or it's not like that, but you, you compared it to someone, you know, taken some things from the office. So okay. kind of elaborate on that a little bit, meaning this, like if we already talk about how just basic human development is right. First, I learn my boundaries, test my boundaries, then I push my boundaries. You know, everyone can, you even brought up like different moral justification for their actions. Yep. Well, I work my ass off harder than everyone. Yep. I deserve this. And, and that goes into, no man, here are the rules you stepped outside of it. Now, TSA guy jumped way outside the box, the rules. Yeah, but he but didn't maybe, do it all on one. No, no, I no, but, but meaning right. the, the, the pen guy just took a small step outside. No, right no, now, no, no. I, I disagree. But, 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 but you, no, no, but go on, because that's what I want to say is like some people so, are willing to go, well, I'll, I, but it's just the pen. And, and maybe for that person, it is just the pen. They're never going to take anything else after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let, let's get this right out in the air right away. So, uh, uh, years ago, working the road, there was this uh, crew uh, that was breaking into places that didn't have an alarm, kicking through the steel-studded walls until they got to the place that did have the alarm because the alarm was for front door breakage and glass breakage, not for coming in through the side from the drywall. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So those guys were all experts in pulling floor safes. So they would go around to these fast food joints, pull the floor safe, and the petty cash that's there to open is always a couple of hundred bucks to a couple of thousand bucks, depending on the business. So these up, guys yeah. are really good at what they're doing. And I used to profile crews so I could get ahead of them and catch them in the act. So I'm on a caper that somebody goes, hey, might be interested. It looks like this caper. And it was at a, a very famous restaurant chain. And as I'm there, the uniform that, that called me is walking around with his partner. And he's got a handful of pepperoni and a handful of the mozzarella cheese to make a pizza. And he's eating it like a softball, right? As he's walking around inside the place and he's answering my questions. When did you get the call? Was there any cars in the lot? Did you see anybody leaving everything else? And I go, hey, where'd you get that? And he goes right over there. And it was right behind the counter. You could see all the stuff that was set out for the prep had set it out for the next morning. And I go, okay, uh, do you understand you're a felon right now? Do you understand you're shoplifting? You're, you're eating this stuff. You're, you, you don't have that right. Your access was here because this is a crime scene. Yeah, but I'm a cop. I apologize. Uh, I'm not going to be able to stop that. Uh, uh, so bear with me, folks. It's live. And so what I told the guy is you're just as bad as the criminal that broke into the place. And I got, you know, dressed down and talked to by my administration. How dare you do that? Brian, 
When you steal something from work that's not yours to steal, you're wrong. And just because it's a small item. Okay, so I, I walk into a, a 7-Eleven and there's a pack of gum. How much is a pack of gum on a counter? It's under yeah, a buck. Yeah. I, I put it in my pocket and I walk out. Listen, I might as well take the whole store. Now, somebody's going to go, oh, it's not the same. And people don't look that. Listen, if you look the other way for that, you're going to start looking the other way for, for other things. When, when you start allowing this moral turpitude to erode. And here we're talking about something that's so egregious, Brian, a TSA yeah. person using their official authority to do something. And trust me, it happens all the time. And, and somebody's going to go, I told you, all those cops, first of all, TSA ain't cops. Uh, neither is Homeland Security. Second of all, uh, uh, just because you're let's, in a, let's a not go position, to, We are getting on a plane tomorrow, so let's yeah, not. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I go too far. Uh, it's, you're right. I just, we're never coming home, folks. Uh, we're, we're, but that's a long drive for me. So <laughs> don't don't be a shit ass because we know that Seven Eleven clerks are bad people, and so are librarians, and so is the person at Jamba Juice. But it's one. It's 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 point one percent of the total people that work there. But you have to be suspicious. If I'll do that, if I'll fill my bag with you know, uh, hey, it's it, it's uh, a trick or treat from work. Then what else am I willing to do, Brian? And and that's the very people that when I want to commit a fraud, uh, big time insider right. threat, that's what I'm going to seek out. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you hold the door for me and don't check my ID the first day, and then you do it the second day, by the third day, I'm coming in with a body bomb. That's so, how it works. So that goes into, um, it, it policing our own, right? Meaning yes. each other, our friends, our family, our community members, I don't care what it is, your coworkers, right? So co like you, all these examples, kind of most of them involve something around like an office, whether that's your office is working at the airport or office, like we, your example. So Sorry, like, let's, let's, let's do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. But buddy, buddy Dan following around looks like, hey, uh, welcome to the no-fly list, he just said. So so there we go. Um, no, no, but, but, but but, but well, shit. Maybe I shouldn't go down this path. I was about to, but yeah, no, 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 go no, 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 no. But, but hey, in for a penny, in for a pound. It was so. But but speaking to to his coworkers, and and you know, you just framed it. I think well, it's not unlike the I know my coworker takes a package of pens every Friday or whatever, yep. or a printer cartridge or something, whatever it is. Like I know that they do. Like how is that the same as you know those other agents who knew? Well, I've seen him do this, but you know, I was just assuming the culture of that well. business, Brian. You're you know, right. I've Somebody seen, should have done it. But but that's what I'm saying is that how does that happen? Because now th those some of those coworkers are probably going like some are going, well, you know, yeah, I guess I saw him do this. Some are going, damn, I missed everything. Some are probably going, what the hell just happened? How did I not see that? You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's the whole thing is that some people won't be like, dude, I didn't think he would ever do something like that. Right. So, and how many so, times have you heard that? Or I never thought right. they would do this or, well, no, I, I didn't think that it would ever go that far. And so what was that in there? And how, how do you, how do you identify that right there to, to know which is him just doing his job, which is him going too far, which is him. Oh, this is definitely escalating. Cause that's in that gray area that people talk about, right? Cause it's the same uh, thing like the don't, school don't shooters. Don't say gray area, but I hear you. Yeah, it's, it's where it, that well, it's not a gray area, but it can be if I don't, I, I, I maybe I'm just second guessing myself, right? Maybe I'm questioning. If I don't own, have clearly right? defined right rules of right and wrong, if I wasn't brought up right at home, if I hung with the wrong crowd, Brian, I'm telling you right now that, that broken humans do these type of things. The yeah, regular human yeah. might get in a trick bag once in a while, but you and I don't have gray area. You and I, the, the entire time I've known you, 
you've got the the best moral integrity of anybody that yeah, I've ever I'm going to do something stupid, but I'm not going to do something, you know, it, it, like immoral, yes. legal, unethical. So, like, so there's your line. Difference. There's your line. Yeah. Was this a mistake or did they have nefarious intent? And let me give you an explanation of that, okay? I talked earlier about those kids that were, you know, uh, thieving a, a couple of things out of a car just to be dicks. And they drove, uh, and, and the car rolled over and there was five dead. Yeah. yeah uh, do yeah, your homework. Everybody yeah, listen yeah, to me right now. Uh, one of those year, happened right? in every 50 state last year Yeah, with four or five kids in a car and they're all uh, dead and it'll happen again next year. Why? Right. Because that's how we're hardwired. And so that's where the human behavior pattern recognition comes in. Now let's do the analysis, Brian hazing. So I don't know how hazing started, but hazing started from the bravado from a bully and then the group thought, hey, I've got to be a bully as a gating mechanism to get in the group. So all of a sudden, you and I stay and we say, okay, uh, so Shelly's uh, cousin has uh, been studying and he's a PhD, Brian, and he wants to get in our group on the board. Okay, so the very first thing we do for our board members is you got to submit this, you got to do that, you got to write that, you got to publish this, you got to, you know, th this this dog and pony show plus, uh, and, and I call it a dog and pony show because it is rigmarole, but it's to an end. You got to be a combat vet, you got to do this. And then, Brian, now we have this group of 10 people that we choose from. Now, let's change that just a little and say, when does the plunger in the ass come in? Well, it doesn't come in right up at the front. That's what it does is the, the person that was the bully in the group goes, hey, you know what? It was tougher on me. I was a plank holder and I had it harder. So let's make them shave their heads. And then the other guy goes, well, shaving their heads is a good idea. Let's put, uh, uh, you know, Ben Gay on their balls or, you know, in their underwear. And then it, it spins out of control. You know what that is, Brian? That's kids being broken children, even as they grow up, the immaturity, you know, the, the EQ, right? But who is going to go in and stop and be the voice of reason? Now it's groupthink, Brian. Now you're afraid to say something because you're thinking, well, I don't want to be out of line, but uh, Ben Gay sounds horrible. Brian, you got to say something. To be a human in that environment, okay, I want to fit in, but I also want to believe you. And I want to believe that you're just like me, that you're a guy that's going to take care of me or you're a female that's going to take care of me. And if we're in a society with no rules, if we don't follow the rules, there's no gray area. It's black and it's white. Are we doing the right thing? Or are we not? What's my intent? If my intent is to get ahead on your shoulders, on your back, then I'm a sociopath. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I'm well, a psychopath yes. and I'm you, using you, you as a vaulting mechanism. Yeah. And you, you brought up uh, the, the narcissistic personality disorder and all that. You see narcissism in people. And, and then sometimes it's psychopathy or sometimes it's just a yes. lack of lack of empathy, too. I mean, right. You, you, you know, you okay, might there's have a fine and, line. Yes. Yeah, right. Right. So you there just is. described the situation because there's a lot of sociopaths and psychopaths that work in the business world every day that yeah. are never a serial killer and never no. commit an assault. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, of course. But 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 their mens rea, what they're thinking, what they're planning is always nefarious. Yeah, I don't care about Jim and his family. They can kiss my ass. I'm going to yeah. move into that apartment. That's just as bad. But but because we're America and we think that's good competition. Do you get what I'm trying to say? We think uh, what was the 1980s Wall Street, the film greed is good. Come on. Right, right. Well, I think I think well, that's that's kind of that's kind of changing now with a lot of oh yeah. And like now that they have all that money, they went like, oh wait, what are we? <laughs> you know what? Yep. I, 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 that that is. But I I get it because that these are all kind of versions of what we're talking about. Some more extreme than others. Some at yes. different levels than others. Some at you know greater in terms of the type of crime. But but it all falls in under you know, the same umbrella or the same yes. bucket, right. Of the same thing of, you know, like it's what we use the term in the beginning and I thought it was perfect because you said fraud and like, well, that's a good term because yeah, that could be a, a Ponzi scheme, billionaire bank fraud, uh, yep. or the TSA agent taking this one on a line to, you know, to, 
to, you know, I, I forget all the charges they were, but, but what he did to her, same thing was false imprisonment and making her take her clothes off in front of him. Like that's, that's fraud. So, so they it's all actually kidnapping, this, taking a person yeah, from one place to another, right, right. you know, I think it, that's because, why they, just because she didn't know it, Brian, that doesn't mean it yes. wasn't a felony. Right. Yeah. So, so that, that gets into, um, so again, it kind of goes back to the, you know, what I walk past is what I'm willing to yep. accept, but then that's, you do see organizations with the quote on the wall and the values ethics, you know, the thing you got to sign, but, and some are better, some live by it for real, actually. And some just, it's just a quote on the wall. And yep. I think that that comes down to that, that that's your personal, you know, that's your personal view on the world. That's like you said, you brought up how you were raised, how you grew up. But, but the idea is, you know, why you want to uh, continue living that or holding people to standards is, you know, I, I'm, I'm never going to get rid of people that commit fraud or do these things, but I, I, I will stop them from doing it around me. Right. Yep. It, because you know it, and you've had experiences. I've had experiences where you said something in that in front of everyone and you drew the line in the sand. Now, does that person change their behavior? Probably not. Maybe just in front you, of me. And yeah. do, but that, but no, no, no. But, 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 right. that, but that is that a, is that a small win? Yeah, it is. Because then they right. know, well, I can't get away with that here. Well, that's a perfect thing. That's why we always go back to, right. People teach you how they want to be treated. You teach other people how you want to be treated by the words you use, the clothing you wear, your actions, you know, your statements, what you choose to say, what you choose not to say, all of those things play into that. And we read that, but, but this is a perfect example of like where, because I brought up the policing our own earlier, right? The, whether that's personally ourselves, our family, our community, our friends, our coworkers, right? So, so at that point, like I, I have to be looking out at what is everyone else doing? And that was my thing is like, if you police your own on these situations, you can reduce how often they happen where they're absolutely in line. And again, I'm not victim blaming, right? But if she, no, 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 self, Brian, to go, hang on, look left, yeah. look right, what's going yeah. on here. And yeah. other people around her go, Hey, this seems odd. The people that he worked with, right. It, it all plays into account. They're all contributing factors to that situation. There, there's a good book out there. It's been around for a while. And a lot of people have read it uh, it's called the Bible. And, and there's a question in there, am I my brother's keeper? And you know, the resounding answer is yes, absolutely yes. And, and you know me, Brian, I also believe in the Hippocratic, uh, you know, he, physician healed thyself. Uh, Shell and I, uh, still back in Detroit at the uh, south uh, east corner of 8 Mile and Van Dyke. There used to be one of the big like Home Depot type stores yeah. and right next to the old Bel Air Drive-In. So uh, we're doing a remodel on our house, trying to update a you know old 1930s small bungalow that we lived in. So we went over there and I had all the measurements. And so I had to buy lineal pine uh, for the mold crown moldings and for the, the floors and everything. And uh, so we bought a, bought a damn truckload and we're carrying it out and tying it on. And uh, we're about halfway down uh, 8 Mile headed uh, for East Detroit when Shelly looks and she goes, hey, stop, we got to go back. And I'm going, what are you talking about? She goes, they charged us for pine and Brian, we bought oak. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now the difference uh, was, you know, uh, to Home Depot, probably not very much. Yeah, I don't think the they would have I don't huge. think they would have picked up that on the balance sheet. Yeah, no. somebody would have paid, right? <laughs> yeah. So we went yeah. back, we traded it out, and we fixed it. Now somebody goes, "You're an asshole. You just got free wood." No, you didn't. What what you did yeah, is a, it's a mechanism. It's a test from the universe to see if good karma. Now you know Shelly well, well enough, our CEO. Yeah. Wait a minute, one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're at uh, Poway. You know where Poway is? Yeah. So Poway's got a casino. So we're ready to fly out the next day. I figure I'm going to go drop a hundred bucks on the slots and be a zillionaire you know my shitty attitude I, and i'm so stupid and uh so we go in 
And as we're walking in, you know how they got this door, the breezeway to keep the cooling and everything going. She looks down and she found a wedding ring, Brian, that could have, we could have retired on. Oh, I remember the I mean, story. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, remember yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so I look at it and she goes, hey, look at this. And I go, holy cripes, that's a huge rock. She walked right over and gave it to security and points to the security guy and tells her and walks off. Shelly never thinks of those things. So there is no gray area in Shelly. I always think of them. So I'm always looking at the black and white and having to choose. Do I choose the Skittles box or, you know, do yeah. I choose the bullets or the donuts? Right. And then you're somewhere in between that. Listen, we all are folks. We're right. all damaged goods. Right. But the idea is what choice did you make? Well, after and the baseline after the novel, what was your decision? The, the home. De- all right. So those are two great stories that also highlight how people look at these issues. Right. Yes. So, so Shelly right away with the, you know, the wedding ring is like one you're going to look at, like some, most people are going to look at that and be like, a lot of people will go, well, Hey, look, that that's an emotional attachment. Someone has to that ring. That's a hugely significant that person. Jesus, I wouldn't want to lose my wedding ring. Let me Jeez. go turn that in. Right. But, but now <clears throat> take that same, <clears throat> excuse me, the same example with the home Depot. What is everyone going to do? Well, if it was your if it was your neighbor's hardware shop that they owned and that was in their family for the last 30 years and you knew there you've been shopping there since you were a kid, what would you do? You go back and be like, "Hey man, you you guys gave me, you know, you charged me this, but I actually I actually got this this higher quality wood or or you didn't I didn't pay for everything I have there." But what do them people do? Well, Oh, it's Home Depot. Nah, what do they care? There's some big corporation. They're this, you know, they're not going to motivate. Like, we that's that justification that comes in yep. there, that kind of moral justification where when it's that big corporation or that big group or that big, well, you know, ah, what, what, what does it really matter? But if it's your, if it's your neighbor that you know personally, you're going to go, oh man, I don't want to do that to him or her. Okay. Yep. But, but it's the same situation. Like you do. So the, read the, Jesse the, James, read the t- James gang. Read Jesse James, Cole Younger, Brian. How did they do it when they were robbing banks? They said, don't resist us because yeah, it's we're not, not taking your money. Your money. This yeah. money's insured. This is a bank. So what you're saying there, and, and that's, again, uh, a fraud-based crime because yeah, you're no, lying. That's what I'm saying. It's the Criminal same thing. Criminal misimpersonation. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So, uh, I, But, Brian, I think, I think that if we go back to the title, I want to believe you, that makes me vulnerable. So if you prey upon my vulnerability, I think you're a criminal. Well, I yeah. think you're a bad human. Yeah, you're a bad human. Whether you've committed a crime yet or not depends on the context, right? Or or what 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 you're discussing. You're well but, on your way. You're but, right. Well, that's right. the thing is that you know I want to believe you is an important thing to understand because you know just like in the X Files, people want to believe, right? We want to believe. It's the same thing like with every conspiracy theory. I don't care what it is. Well, we want to believe that there is some powerful group of people and organizations spinning the yeah. wheels and calling each other and having the cabal of secret meetings. Cause we think that's how things work. It's like, well, it's no, easier it's not to understand things. <laughs> well, you know is. what I'm saying? It really it, is Brian. It's, it's right? easier to take that. And then be like, we're just a giant ship floating in the sea. Like, and sometimes yeah. we're going against the current. Sometimes we're with the current. Sometimes there's a, you know, everyone takes turns steering. Like it's, it's, it's not this, uh, a big, highly organized, sophisticated outfit. It's just people. And, and, and I think we forget that. And, and that's the same thing is, you know, we we justify it morally in a number of different ways based on Doesn't the context. Make it right. Yeah. Oh, no, no. no but You're that's, right. that's context is such a huge lens, Brian. And, and it is. I, I, I do understand that. But I want to make sure that we redouble our efforts today to say, if there's a takeaway, uh, if you don't deserve it, don't take it. 
if it's not given to you willingly, but that, don't take it. That fits oh, right into hard. the narcissistic personality disorder yes. that, well, I deserve this. Like, yes. so you get what I'm but saying? But see why I bring that up? Now, yeah. listen, uh, 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 narcissistic personality disorder and psychopathy, many people have that. Yeah. Uh, but then you get Isla Vista. You get what I'm trying to say, and you get the one kid that feels yeah. that that he was left out, and all of a sudden you got a homicide. So all I'm telling you is that that if you don't nip it in the bud using uh, uh, Barney Fife's uh, famous line early, Brian, it's going to manifest. And if you teach your kids right, if you teach your family, your church group, your your pod, your team uh, correctly, you won't have to have these discussions often. But you will at the beginning. You'll have to do a couple of on-duty roll calls where you go time out. It's not okay to accept the free meal. Time out. It's not okay to take that you know handful of whatever uh, you know from the from the break room because frankly, sometimes people just don't know. I don't think they're died in a wool criminal, Brian. I think no, not like TSA guys. Sorry, we're, we are yeah, flying, they, but yeah. uh, <laughs> and right. remember what I said. There's ass bags in every job. There's yeah. teachers that are ass bags and there's doctors that are ass bags and we know them. And, and what we're saying is uh, you'll be found out because well, environmentally you'll stick up uh, uh, or fall below the baseline as an anomaly. And, and like we said at the beginning, what you walk past is, is what you're, what you're willing to accept. Amen. And uh, that sucks when you, when you apply it to your life sometimes, cause you're going, damn it. I don't want to do that, but that is what I have to do. That's the right thing. Right. So, yep. and, and, and that, that is annoying sometimes, but you know what? I think it's a, I think it's a good way to go, but any, anything else to, uh, to add here before, before I think I owe an apology to Sean. I think I owe an apology to TSA, TSA. Uh, <laughs> all coppers. Who else, Brian? Oh, Homeland defense. Just kidding. Anyone. Holy hey, crap. You hey, know? Yeah. I mean, we're going to get the, we're going to get the, I'm going to hold off on releasing this well, one until we're I back can, from I our can most say, recent trip. I can say why it is, Brian. I can say why I've got a little anxiety because before uh, I travel, holding up I'm stool afraid. softener. And That's so, so gross. My, my, my so gross. Uh, my area below the tree line is always a little tenuous ever since the titanium brain on that note i think it's a good place to wrap on don't forget folks there's plenty more follow us on social media we do have a patreon account that we're going to be adding to we're going to do some fun stuff actually real soon here um actually when this is released maybe it'll already be on there but we've got some fun stuff we got planned so you can check us out there there's always more content and some more interaction that we can we can do for you guys on there if you have any questions always reach out left of greg at gmail.com thank you everyone for tuning in please like subscribe share this with your friends if you enjoyed it it helps us get the word out and don't forget that training changes behavior Thanks for tuning in, folks. If you would like some more information about what we talked about today, you can head to the Left of Greg Patreon site where we've added some more information about what we discussed, as well as some examples of how you can practically apply some of the lessons learned. Please remember to tell your friends about the show and follow us on Facebook at HBPRA. Thanks again and be safe.